to Mage Hand High Five. I'm your Dungeon Master, Casey Pappas, and with me, ranked by least to most likely to be the second tallest person in the room. Oh, I need a <laughs> minute room? to what wrap my brain around that. Okay. <laughs> the least, least to, to most, most likely... Least likely. to most likely to be the second <laughs> tallest person in the room. Oh, that's so many qualifiers. Okay, go. Okay. See, y'all can't make fun of me for the rankings if y'all can't comprehend them. First. <laughs> there it is. This one is also dependent on another individual, so we can't be offended by it. Yeah. Oh, that's true. I am yeah. coaching myself in layers of you can't get mad at me. <laughs> First up, Robin Langenhop. Yeah. Interesting. That's probably true. I'm Robin Langenhop playing Hayden Kincaid, and I'm five foot seven. So I'm solidly in a not the tallest person position. <laughs> Next, Max Weinberg. Ooh, interesting. Um, I'm Max. I'm playing uh, Stump Steenling. I'm 5'11 and three quarters. I'm not allowed to round to six feet tall per my girlfriend. And Stump <laughs> is never going to be the second tallest person in the room, probably. <laughs> and last, uh, Sarah McStay. How dare you? <laughs> I just got mad at you to get mad at you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah McStay uh, playing Salome Briar. I am 5'9 and Salome is 5'11 in heels. There you go. <laughs> Casey, does that mean that you think I'm always going to be the tallest? No. No, you're just right in the middle of least to most likely to be second tallest in the room. This is so, so I'm specific. back <laughs> wondering how tall Salome is and therefore how tall her heels are. No matter what heels it is, it's always 5'11". With that, <laughs> let's delve right in. <laughs> you have some explaining to do, sir. Last time. I want to see your work. Last time on Mage Hand High Five. Portens and the group agree to head to Twin River together. Salome reveals to Stump and Hayden that she murdered her husband, Thad, and the group decides not to hold it against her. The group starts a two-week-long trek to Twin River. Stump helps Portens perfect his potion recipe, and the two split it. Hayden sees a Church of the Eternal Flame and recalls their personal history with the organization. Hortens says that the church has become more common in the Badlands in the last year. Salome uncovers that Tiberius Jameson has convinced Threed to begin a military occupation of the Badlands after the fallout of the past few weeks. The group then helps Hortens, now Elder Elias, put on a successful potion performance, bagging themselves a decent amount of money in the process. We pick up now with Stump. Oh. Stump. <laughs> you yes. are sitting at home. You're in your favorite armchair next to the window. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon. It's in the middle of fall. Leaves trickle down from the trees outside. The sunlight is golden as it streams through the window. There's an informational book on poisonous mushrooms in your lap. And as you read, a familiar hand places a bookmark into the book and gently pulls it from your hands. Your wife, Kate, places it on the wooden table next to the chair and slips into your lap. Oh, hey. <laughs> Sorry, this was not what I was expecting at Stump fucks. <laughs> uh, hello to you, too. Uh, the light from the afternoon sun streams in it makes her eyes almost glow and everything in this moment is perfect she leans in 
brings her mouth close to your ear and whispers, He sees you, Stump. She pulls back, and her eyes have gone blood red. Not from crying, but her eyes glow with the same pulsing red of your amulet. She begins to shout, He sees you, Stump! He sees you, Stump! She's actively holding you down now. Her fingers dig into your skin and draw blood. Kate, Kate, what are you doing? Get off of me! What, how? He sees you, Stump. He sees hey, you. Who is he? What are you talking about? <laughs> he knows. And then your parent alarm goes off. You don't know where Sally is. Uh, I call on dad strength to get her off of me okay. so I can try to go find Sally. That's on your character sheet, right? Roll a strength check, and with your dad strength, get, you get advantage. Uh, 15 beating a 13 you throw Kate off of you she hits the floor cradles into a ball and starts crying blood alright Kate I'll I'll deal with this in a second and I just start running you turn down the hall is the basement door red light is spilling out from under it I absolutely run down there you open the door, run down the steps, and the basement is not how you remember. There are jars, there are shelves, there is a go bag just in case anything ever happened, and along the back wall is the door of the red-eyed god, and it is cracked ajar. Peeking into it is Sally, who turns and says, It's wonderful back there, Daddy. As you watch, a hand reaches out, grasps her by the head, and pulls her in, closing it behind her. Hayden. Yeah? It is midnight, and it is the end of your watch. Everyone is taking shifts, and yours has ended, and you get ready to go wake up Stump. All right. As you return to sort of where the sleeping bags are, it's quiet. There's no noises coming from the forest except for the occasional cricket chirping. But Stump is rolling in his sleep. You notice that in his sleep Stump is turned over and the amulet has slipped out into the open. It glows, but now, instead of the regular pulsing that it does, it glows with a dun-dun, 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 dun-dun. Matching Stump's heartbeat. Can I make an arcana check to figure out what is safe to do for Stump in this moment? I think so. It's not my strong suit, but let's see what we get. That's a nat 20. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) So much better than mayonnaise. Wow. I don't know. Debatable. (laughs) Incredible. This time you see so much more than a jar of mayonnaise. Great. So excited. Uh, This feeling comes over you that the amulet is not, it's not feeding off of Stump. It's not like latched onto him. It's syncing up with him. Oh. Do I think it would be prudent to get the amulet off of him? I think in that moment, you think that might be best. All right. 
I'll pull a handkerchief out of one of my pockets, wrap it around the amulet so that I don't have to touch it, and then get it, get the chain off um, and around his neck. Stump, you snap awake as the amulet is being removed from your neck. Oh, I grab the hand. Okay. You gotta see if you can grab my hand before I pull it away. (laughs) Contested, uh, I guess... Sleight of hand? Yeah, sleight of hand from both of you. That's a one. Seventeen. It's a nat one. Hayden, you not only get it away, you slap Stump's hand down. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, buddy, 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 I did do this for a reason. You probably had, we're going through some very unpleasant nightmare, right? Uh, yeah. Something bad was happening with this amulet. It was, it was pulsing in a new way. Are you, are you all right now? Are, are you okay? Am I? You sort of, you do a self-examination. You don't notice anything unusual. Your neck feels a little sore from the amulet's weight. In a way that it wasn't previously? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, I think I'm okay. I was definitely doing something. Something was definitely happening, though. I think it might be a good idea for this to go in a bag or in a pocket, not directly touching skin in any way. If we have to hold on to this thing, we have to be very careful with it. So, sorry, I'm just waking up. Yeah, no, it's all right. <laughs> well, we can definitely wrap it in something. I, I I hope that it would even be enough. It should be fine. I've, I've had this for like 20 years, and this is the first time something's happened. You didn't see what I saw with you rolling around on the floor here, it was doing something to you. Oh, uh, it certainly was doing something to me. It basically was a nightmare that you know showed my family with the the door controlling them, saying they can see you. And then my kid was looking through a crack in the door and got pulled through by some weird, creepy hand. And then the door closed up. And then you woke me up. So, uh, so we're so for sure not done with that door. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I really thought that there was a chance dropping a whole fucking town on it would get it out of our hair, but all right. Uh, can I can I see it for a second, though? I will hold out my arm, but it's not it's not going back into your hand. Oh, I just want to click it. Does Salome need to be a part of this? Yeah, let's just let her sleep, you know. She's been through a lot the last couple days. All right. We'll catch her up in the morning. You click the button? We click the button. Okay. You click it. Same thing as before. The map sort of... You see that the terrain has changed. It shows the same glowing dot where you are and a trail leading off. But you don't know where it leads to. In which direction? Sort of a northeasterly direction. Not, But more emphasis on north than east. But decidedly off from where we're headed. Decidedly off from where you're headed... Where you came from. Casey, do I know anything about the Northeastern Badlands? Northeastern Badlands is sort of just a barren stretch of nothingness. There is sort of this large mountain range that sort of circles around the top end of the Badlands and comes down the middle of it. uh, Sort of separating the Badlands into just absolute desolate nothingness. And then the other half of the mountains starts to get into sort of the swamps and uh, sort of bayous which is where y'all are headed. So where do we put this? I mean, for now, I guess we can always just wrap it up in some cloth or something like that in a cloak and carry it. 
You know what? If you need it, you come to me. I'm going to stash it somewhere. We don't know how much of a hold this thing has on you, so it might be best to keep it tucked away and have you not know where it is. Is that all right? I would really prefer if I could hold on to it. I know it's important. I also feel responsible if something were to happen. All right. Compromise. You want to hold on to it. I think it should be kept from you. Let's put it tucked away in a space on the wagon that we both know about. And then when Salome joins up with us and hears what happened, she can weigh in on where it ends up. Agreed? Okay, you sure? We can talk about it later. Great. I just pry a, a board on the side of the wagon, slip it in, and then, like, push it back into place. Into the lining of the of the wagon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, great. Hayden, it's your turn to sleep, so you do. Stump, it's your turn to keep watch. So you stay awake. Though you might not need too much help with that. You're traveling the next day. There is a point in time where Annabelle gets tired during the journey, and Portens takes her off the reins for a bit and lets her sort of wander around the forest. <laughs> Salome turns up looking so well-rested, just like, oh, hey, how'd y'all sleep? I slept great. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. We had some shit, so we're going to fill you in on some of this shit. Oh, uh, no, see, I was going to say my conscience was real unburdened after talking to y'all. I slept better than I have in days, I'll tell you what. I mean, <laughs> that's even just being out I'm under the stars at you. home, oh, it was just like growing up. I could see the stars. I could <laughs> I could smell the fresh air. And you'll Sorry, always have that. Wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, what happened to y'all? <laughs> uh, so that, the, 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 the amulet apparently gave me a little bit of a bad dream where I... Uh, Kate told me that uh, he can see me, did not specify who he was, and then uh, there was a a crack in the door in my basement in which his creepy hand pulled Sally through and then closed up. And then uh, Hayden woke me up by slapping me. Oh, my God. Do you you think your family's okay? You know, I hadn't even thought about that, so maybe not anymore. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Uh, Stop. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sure they're okay. uh, Probably, though. Yeah. I mean, I I only ask because my Aunt Maggie used to talk about dreams like kind of a reflection on reality, but I I think they're probably okay. Yeah, there wasn't a door there last time, so I think we're probably okay. Okay. Uh, I think I would have noticed a giant pulsating door in my basement. (laughs) Yeah, probably. We can always check in with them when we get to Twin Rivers. I'm sure there'll be someone Mm -hmm. who can do some sending for us. Yeah. Sorry, Stump, you said the amulet did this to you. What happened with the amulet? Peyton said it was, uh, like, pulsing to, like, the beat of my heart. Like, it was kind of uh, connecting to me somehow. It very much looked like it was trying to take control in some way. Sync up. Oh, hell, okay. Uh, Well, I mean, to hear it from Mordrick and Philomena and Ragtog and everybody... Whatever was behind that door was real good at communicating with folks through dreams and visions and things like that. I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it was trying to reach out to Stump. Well, I don't know about all that or what might have actually happened, but I personally have a concern about it staying on any one particular person's person. If the, it seemed like the skin contact on Stump was an important element, and 
I don't know how much of a connection it's already made to Stump at this point. Stump, you mind if I try something real quick? Yeah, just just don't tickle me. <laughs> so my pulls her hand away from under from under Stump's armpits. Right? No, don't do that. No, stop <laughs> it. I said no. Stop that. Are you sure? Are you pro- you, are you ticklish? Are you a little bit ticklish? No, you shouldn't have told me. That. You shouldn't have told that. me if you're ticklish. No, stop that. <laughs> he pulls out a knife and says, "Stop that." Don't tell me secrets oh. you don't want me to know. Stop that. <laughs> Salome pulls out the gun she killed her husband with. What What escalation? Uh, He pulls out Luther's gun. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Who brings a gun to a tickle fight? Come here for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, just don't tickle me. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. Come here. Um, I want to cast Detect Evil and Good. So it is a 30-foot range around myself, which I believe includes Stump and me. Um, And I remember that the god themselves was celestial in nature mm-hmm. so there is an it, i will know if there is an aberration celestial i mean elemental fey fiend or undead i don't imagine it's necessarily these unless we have a surprise guest within 30 feet as well as where the creature's located uh that'd be wild also oh, wild we know if <laughs> there's a just lights up <laughs> <laughs> We also know if there is a place or object within 30 feet that has been magically consecrated or desecrated. So okay. my my thought behind this is that I can hopefully tell if Stump has been in some way uh, like affected or consecrated by the amulet and mm. to also like see if the nature of the amulet is reflecting the nature of the door. Did you just say that it includes Faye? Yes. Hayden lights up. Oh, that's kind of a fun surprise. Hayden. Uh, yes? You're not undead, are you? I, I assume not. I don't think this... Um, I mean, when you hurt me, I go, ow. Is that a particularly undead thing? Well, I don't know. I never talk to a lot of undead what people. You... I'm going to have to ask if we find any of them. But... Am I giving off no, some I... sort of... Stinky death vibe, or, oh, or what's going no, on? No, 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 honey, I'm so sorry. No, you're, you're not stinky or anything. I can wash, well, I mean. Well, I mean, uh, we're all a little dusty, but no, it, it's okay, darling. No, it's just that this spell kind of lights up anybody who's not kind of of this plane of existence. And uh, you're you're just lighting up a little bit. You're not stinky or anything, though. It's just like it's a nice glow. Uh, well, uh, Hayden holds up their hand and lets the pigment that they are showing right now fade to their natural white skin on just the hand. And it's like, well, I'm something. I'm not quite sure what that is, but I'd love to look into this further. That's neither here nor there. Let's focus on Stump. Well, darling, you're glowing. Uh, Lovely. And, <laughs> I'm uh, not even pregnant. <laughs> I hope. Uh, <laughs> um, Stump. Yeah, what's what's going um, on with Stump? You know, I don't know if you'll have the spell cover Stump himself, but at least the amulet, if not both Stump and the amulet, whether they've been magically consecrated or desecrated. Stump's been magically a lot of things, but I'm not sure those. Stump's been magically <laughs> desecrated, if you know what I mean. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, Stump, you've been desecrated, but I don't think it was by magic. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a brothel under a blacklight. <laughs> oh, <Ooh>. no. Okay. <laughs> That's what the spell oh. looks like. It's just like a blacklight. That- <laughs> Gross. My God. Well, I got to follow Horrifying. up. I, I got to follow up that up with... There is a point where good stops being good. 
There is a point where good intentions no longer serve good. And there is a point where they become evil. The amulet gives off evil. Stump, you show the beginnings of magical desecration. It is not complete. It is not near completion. But slowly and almost imperceptibly, it has begun. Uh, you might have to trust me on this. I'm sorry you can't see it, but I think Hayden's right. I think the amulet's starting to mess with you a little bit. Um, maybe somebody else holds on to it for a little while, or we find a safer way to store it, because it does seem like it's starting to have some undesired side effects. And the amulet itself, evil, real bad. Don't want it. I, if that wasn't clear enough from Luther using one of them things to try to murder a town. Amulet's not good. Um, and I don't feel anything any different? You don't? Not yet. Love a good not yet. I do too. <laughs> Would it make you feel better if one of us gave you something important to us in exchange for it, for holding it? You know, honestly, a, a little bit, yeah. But as I was telling Hayden last night, part of why I want to hold on to it is I'll feel bad if anything happens to you kids. I mean, darling, I'd feel bad if the Jamesons came down too hard on you for what I did to Thaddeus. I think oh, we might kind of be... Oh, I've done plenty of shit to them. I probably deserve it at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I think what I'm trying to say is we might kind of be at the point where we got to decide if we're in the shit together or if we're in the shit alone. Either way, we're in the shit for sure. You were definitely in the shit. There ain't no question about that. <laughs> Big old pile of it. But like I said yesterday, I mean, y'all y'all were friends to me at a time I'd have thought I didn't have any, so I'm, I'm in it with you. Okay. Um, and if you give me a little bit of time, I think I can uh, figure out a, a way to carry it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, which one of us should hold on to it? I've got a place. I don't want Stump to know where it is, but I've got an idea of where to put it. For now, it's not a permanent solution. Salome was already making room in her cleavage for... <laughs> No skin contact, and you have so much of it. There's a crevice there. <laughs> pulls out like pulls out like four other things, trying to make room. For <laughs> Mary Poppins a standing lamp. <laughs> How did that get in there? I'll give you a, a, a just a, a bra of holding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need one of those. Um, I mean, what of yours can I have? I mean, my hat is probably the most valuable thing. But then you have to deal with people thinking that you're the stranger. If you would like that burden, you're welcome to it. You know, might be a little bit fun. All right. <laughs> you're trusting me, so Hayden takes off the hat. And there's that, that moment of the color starts to shift and they concentrate and bring back the disguised look now that the hat is not maintaining it hey one other thing i need to talk to y'all about before they come back um i found this article in gladhaven and i think i might have a little bit of a better idea what the jamesons are up to out here and y'all it is it is bad um i think they are setting up situations like providence and ford falls and the train and even it, it, taking Thaddeus's death and 
pinning them on folks out here so that Tiberius can justify military occupation, which makes sense in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, they are arms dealers, so this would be nothing if not profitable. And I mean, Tiberius and Thaddeus were insufferable talking about consolidating power out here for years. I think that might be where all this is headed. Did they ever talk about what might be out here that that they'd want? Uh, Casey, uh, make an intelligence check. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch something to you, and I'm because oh, I think this is this has come up a couple of times, and I just wanna I just wanna clarify this where we're at with this because okay. I'm curious. Sure. I think that Salome has done a lot of being quiet, being a wallflower, sitting, listening, taking information in. Okay. I don't necessarily think that intelligence is the skill that she uses for that. I think she okay. does a lot of, I think she does a lot of like what she talked about with Charlie of like asking questions about other people and letting them talk about themselves. Which um, would be and I think more that, in line with like charisma or insight. Yeah. I would say insight, perception, charisma, like anything that's like how she would have engaged with the Jamesons as like someone who was trying to keep a low profile. Cause they're all pigs. It's animal handling. <laughs> damn wow that's pretty good that's, that's so really funny, solid though. that's so funny <laughs> um i i'll let it be a perception check because yeah. you're sort of just being in tune with what's going on around you fuck well, after all that i wrote some four <laughs> <laughs> oh cursed oh. yeesh um yeah no it's you're you're not really able to remember any particular reason for anything like this like i mean you you remember tiberius would talk about it and say those badlands we'll tighten our grip on them we will secure trade and we'll show them who wears the crown yeah sorry i don't remember much just that it was hard to listen to do we think they're after whatever this map leads towards? They very well might be. I was going to say, it's about that time when Charlie comes back with an armful of mushrooms, walks out of the forest and goes, I found so many mushrooms. There's some red <laughs> am- amanita. There's some red fly mushrooms. A uh, little bit of uh, <laughs> it just holds up like this spotted purple one. I immediately cast Detect Poison and Disease. (laughs) Yeah, about half of these mushrooms are poisonous. Yeah, uh, that one, that one, and that one, get rid of them. Well, what what about for, like, poisons? Fair, bring them back. Okay. Uh, Those (laughs) are for me. Picks them back up. (laughs) Maybe, yeah, maybe we separate them into two different piles. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get the omelet mushrooms and the poison mushrooms and just make sure they're real clearly labeled. (laughs) Yeah, Stump has a bag... <laughs> he pockets the poison mushrooms. You know what? I'll start working on that omelet, and you just hand me the mushrooms that you want to go into that omelet. <laughs> Greg, well, where are you getting these eggs from? Solomon pulls a chicken out of her cleave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. As uh-huh. as we're coming off of that, Stump, <laughs> uh, now is actually a great time. You actually have the option to gather ingredients. Oh, So awesome. why don't you roll a d20 that's a 10 great you've gathered 10 ingredients nice um it's the next day 
you are sort of cresting over a mountain range. Salome, you and Portens are riding up front. And uh, Portens is, has been silent for a lot of the trip. And after a certain point, he finally sort of just says, Listen, I know you probably don't think much of me. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I think you might be underrating yourself a little bit. Well, I just... I need you to know that not very many people are like your aunts out there. And not everyone has sort of the chance to be. Not everyone is sort of born of that sterner stuff. Particularly Lila. She's made of the sternest stuff I think I've ever fucking seen. (laughs) Oh, don't I know it. (laughs) And I just... I hope... You don't come away with the, of, from this with a bad impression of, in the very least, Charlie. They're a good kid. And if I'm a corrupting force on them, it's not their fault. Professor, I think you might have me a little wrong on this one. Listen, I'd love to see my aunts. I mean, I, I'm worried sick about them. I can't tell you how much it would mean to me to be able to see them again. But to tell you the truth, I don't think I'm any more in Lila's good graces right now than you are. <laughs> I mean, she, she and I haven't spoken in a really long time. And honestly, I don't even know how they're going to feel about me coming back after everything I've done. Like you said, my aunts are just made of something else. And I am not. So I don't know. I think running into somebody like you makes it feel a little easier to be somebody like me. Listen. As someone who's been on the bad side of Lila and Maggie many times (laughs) and has come back from that ledge each time, granted, not this last time, but whatever you've done, they're family. When When I was young, I came over from a small island called the Island of Torter. Oh, that sounds beautiful. It was and it wasn't. I had reasons to move. When I came here, I lived in all manner of places for a bit. I lived in Twin River for a little bit. So it'll be a little bit like homecoming when we get there. But when I started early on in my routes, there was a small town. A small town called Penitence. And Penitence, despite the name, was quite lovely. It was a company town, and one day, the workers revolted against that company, and the company shut it down permanently. I came across penitence in the days after, and that's why I found Charlie. In many ways, Charlie and I are the only family we have for each other, and no matter what Charlie does from here. I will be proud of them because they're my family and your aunts will do the same. Well, thank you. That is awfully kind. I hope you're right. (laughs) And I'm glad you and Charlie have each other. But no, Professor, I, I, I think real highly of you. And I hope for both of us that maybe trying to be as good as you can be might 
be just as good as being born that way. <laughs> I think you've helped a lot of people. I mean, hell, I wouldn't be here without you. You seem sort of blush, and he goes, stop. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, uh, you don't know... You don't know what they were headed for in Blackthorn Hollow, though, do you? I don't. They left in a hurry. I didn't... I'll be honest, I didn't learn from them. We left on bad terms, and they hurried off the next day. And when I asked where they went, some of the other peddlers said that that was where they were headed. Well, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I haven't heard from them in months. I've been asking around. Last time anybody seen them was... No less than six months ago, about the same time I stopped hearing from Maggie. I don't know, I'm starting to get real worried that wherever they went, maybe they didn't come back. Stump and Hayden have a whole lot going on right now, so I haven't really wanted to bother them with it, but truth be told, I've been more than a little preoccupied. Well, Lila and Maggie are two of the toughest people I've met. It would take a world-shattering cosmic event to destroy the forces of nature that they are. He sort of looks around and he says, I'm not feeling any earthquakes yet. (laughs) It's troubling, but they're tough. And whatever they're headed for, I'm more worried about it than them. (laughs) I really hope you're right. About that time, you sort of crest one more hill, and before you is this sort of deep, watery basin. It's swampy, and you see coming down this valley area are two rivers, one closer, one farther away. The area between them is just pure swamp. As the rivers sort of frequently flood this area, it sort of turns this middle ground into bog. And you see out ahead of you in the distance where the rivers meet is Twin River. And it is huge. This towering megastructure, part city and part bridge, it spans the Nairn and Little Knife rivers. Above these rushing waters, the city's seven levels bustle along wooden platforms, beams, and rope bridges. Three roads lead up the sides of Twin River and through it, two for basic travel and one for the railroad. At the center of the city, a large wooden beam juts directly down into a massive concrete block buried deep at the tip of the marshy knife of land between the two rivers. And just south of the city, the rivers combine in a torrential confluence. Oh, this is cool. As you approach Twin River, you see a sign. At a junction in the road, you're headed towards Twin River like you're, you're approaching it. There is a sign pointing towards a sort of a branch off of, off of this road off towards the uh, swampy area to the north. And it says, north, 50 miles, Blackthorn Bog. Oh, uh, Professor, is Blackthorn Hollow nearby? Blackthorn Bog separates the rest of the world from Blackthorn Hollow. It's sort of right smack dab in the middle of it. 
Oh. And my understanding is that this is the place that we'd like to avoid, right? I mean, normally Black... I've been to Blackthorn Hollow. It's sort of a refinery town, honestly. They ship materials there. They turn it into fire powder. It comes to Twin River, goes out everywhere. I might have to go if that's where my ants were headed. Uh, Mm. Also, just, uh, you know, this seems like it might be kind of important now. Uh, Before our presentation, I, uh, you know, asked the people what was kind of ailing them. A few things came up, you know, scale rot, pox. But uh, the one that seems a little important is uh, someone mentioned undead uh, creatures in the swamps, which is, I guess, where we're going now. So the professor says, now, before we jump to any conclusions, you got to keep in mind that people in these small towns talk. I've heard the undead rumor for the past 20 something years. Have I seen undead yet? Only a handful of times. <laughs> We're going to okay. put a pin in that statement, and uh, let's get into town, shall we? Uh, so you're now coming up on uh, Twin River. You see sort of the main two avenues, uh, sort of these massive wooden structures leading up onto the main level of Twin River. And on uh, either side of these avenues are shops and towns that sort of like live on an eternal slant um sort of san francisco style until you get to the top of the bridge as it goes across um and the uh, like i can't stress this enough the entire town is in this massive structure there are cross beams holding the top of the town together there are staircases down to lower decks uh, and as you go farther down, they become less cross beams and more like string bridges to like bars, seedier shops, um, like deeper, darker levels down underneath. Y'all, I can't wait to explore this place. I ain't been out here since I was 15 and underage. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Salome, you would know that this is a big trade center. Merchants come in from the swamps to the north. Uh, mountains to the east, uh, caravans to the south, and from Echo to the west uh, to barter and mingle and sell their wares. Well, y'all, y'all reckon we could? I bet we could get me a little bit of a, a less, um, a less in the way dress. I bet we can get y'all some things. I, I think we should go shopping. I would love to do I that. Think we got to find out about Doctor Bancroft. But do we need to find Doctor Bancroft first? I think we do need to find Doctor Bancroft first. But afterward, I think we should go shopping. I think it yes, be absolutely. Fun. All of you, all of you, roll a perception check. Oh, six, eight, nineteen. <gasps> oh god, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Okay, Salome and I are just so focused in on shopping that we've completely lost hey, what's, what's going looking, on in the world. What you looking for? So, Solomon and Hayden are talking about <laughs> are talking about shopping. Stump, you check out just a little bit and as you do, you see a sign pass in the background as like as they're talking it sort of passes over them and you're able to get a snippet. Um, it says tonight, 7 p.m. at the Twin River Auditorium, Dr. Helena Bancroft. Uh, and that's all you're able to catch before it passes. I just saw th- there was a sign over here. It said uh, that the, the the good doctor is going to be presenting today at the auditorium. Hopefully, this one goes a little better than our last public speaking adventure. Yeah, I'm just about done with speeches. Yeah, um, and Stump, 
like you're able to sort of catch a better glimpse at one point the wagon stops you're able to get out and like because these flyers are plastered like on every lamppost oh okay and it says tonight 7 p.m at the twin river auditorium the mysteries of the ancients are revealed Dr. Helena Bancroft speaks on her findings about the lost civilization of Tellera and the secrets they left behind. General admission is one gold piece. Donations are appreciated. Tellera. Does that ring any bells to any of you? Yeah. Can I make a check there? Sure. Same, I guess. Should we all make them or just don't? Uh, You can all make them. The DC is going to be high. I cannot imagine that... Hayden would have any reason to know this. That's an out one, baby. <laughs> I got an 18. I don't know why. I'll say even with an 18, I think maybe, maybe Hayden, growing up on the streets in Threed, you would you would try and sneak crumbs of food off the table of sailors as they ate outside of, like, bars along the pier. Mm-hmm. And as you did, you would hear snippets of conversation about ancient lost civilizations like the city of Black Glass, a like sort of illusory mirage city deep in the desert. And you would hear about Tellera, an ancient, ancient place where the gods once walked. You would hear these things like from sailors, but that's kind of all you know. Well, I mean, I've heard of it in passing but to my understanding teller is about as real as my love life <laughs> i mean do you have oh, a significant I, other? i don't have a i i realize that we haven't had that conversation it's non-existent oh don't feel so <laughs> you i do find somebody stone sometimes finding somebody's the worst thing you could do <laughs> hey if it doesn't work out there's always murder Sorry, was that too soon? That might have been too soon. I'll just be quiet for the rest of the day. Stump, stump goes for like a side five to Hayden. Sylvia's trying to be a, a like stoic about it because she did just kill the guy, but it's a little funny. She's laughing a little bit. <laughs> the professor sort of pulls you all aside and says, uh, the stables are on the far end of uh, Twin River, so I'm going to have to go and uh, drop off the wagon there. If y'all want to do shops or if there's something more important y'all have to tend to let's say we meet up in front of the town hall at like i don't know eight nine unless unless there's a better time that works for y'all yeah well we're trying to see dr bancroft here in a little bit if you want to join us oh all right didn't really take y'all for history types but uh sure i'll uh i'll go park the wagons we'll all meet back in uh attend a conference Oh, Stump is just a huge fan. Listen, I'm yeah. not. I'm not here to yuck anybody's yums. You know, I'm gonna go. <laughs> you know how dads are like always talking about the Second Badlands War. It's like all they can think about. <laughs> now, now that you mention it, I am rather interested in Second Badlands War history. So, what time is it? It's getting on towards like four. So, is our first? Do we want to go shopping first, or do we want to try to send some messages to some people? Some people back home, or you want to try to get in touch with Dr. Bancroft before before 7? I think I, I know someone who might be able to get us some information on what the Jamesons are doing back home in related relation to us. Oh, you reckon? I think I could make a call or two. Well, yeah, shoot. I mean, K- Casey, is there a way to do that? There is. There is a long-distance communication service 
in most big cities. The United Service of Postal Sorcerers, otherwise known as the USPS. <laughs> this service is basically um, sending wizards. Like, basically, they devote all of their time to mastering the sending spell and are able to offer up their sending spell to people in order to send messages. The, the postal wizard sends the spell. And uh, when they receive the spell, they write down the answer and either mail it to you if you leave an address or leave it at the post office for you to collect. Do you have to know where the person is to send them something? Uh, you have to base. You have to be familiar with them and provide evidence that you know them. Otherwise, you're sending spells to the president. You know. All right. Yeah, yeah fuck you, president. <laughs> just, I mean, it's just in like this crank case, it's, it's sending messages to Tiberius Jameson. So, yeah, I, I mean, I know yeah. the kind I of mean, the president. You, you, you can, you can, yeah, I could you could send, send messages, messages to Tiberius to if you wanted to. That might need to be a back alley sender. I mean, yeah, y'all, y'all got people to send messages to? Hayden, what about you? You said you were looking for a, a friend out here, right? Further out, down toward Echo, but... I don't know what situation she's in, and I don't know if she can safely receive a message. I mean, if I could get any kind of response just to know that she's even still alive, that would be wonderful. What's her name? Winona. (laughs) I bet you could maybe try sending a message. I mean, you could try to send one to Winona. I could try to send one to Maggie or Lala. I mean, it's worth a shot. I was going to find out if they're looking for us in particular. Uh, one thing that I should add, this service costs 50 gold. Mm. It is partially government subsidized, but you are forcing people, like you are using up people's spell slots. So it is mm-hmm. moderately expensive, Great. Uh, but not as expensive as it could be. Yeah, maybe we, maybe while we're here, right, we send some messages, we stock up on supplies, we head to, we head to Dr. Bancroft. Love that. All right. Sounds good. Oh, perfect. Professor. Professor. Sure, yeah. Uh, if you happen to see anybody from the Jameson Company uh, just wandering around, uh, maybe let us know. Get back to us. Uh, yeah, I'll be on the lookout. Appreciate you. Uh, cool. You head over to the <laughs> USPS. Uh, <laughs> and there is a sort of a, a little like shop front. Uh, you walk in. Uh, there's a little wizard dressed in blue behind the bar. And he like it. It is like a stock photo of a wizard. Like he's wearing a blue robe with stars on it. There is a tall crooked hat. He has a he has a little beard and he says, hey, how's it going? You looking to sin spells? Oh, you must be from wherever stumps from. <laughs> oh yeah, hey buddy. Oh hey, what the fuck is up? You fr- you're from oh. you're from East Street? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh you, shit, uh, hell you yeah. ever this guy? <laughs> yeah, fuck this guy. Love this guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, fuck you, man. <laughs> hey, fuck you too. Hey, what's up? You want to send some fucking spells? Come on. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. What you got? Are we using regular sending rules for this? Yes. Great. Hayden, you want to go first if you know what you're going to say? All right, I'm going to try and just run through this and okay. see if I hit 25 words or not. And he goes, yeah, all right. Hey, Rumi, I'm on my way, passing through Twin Rivers toward Echo. Are you alive? How can I help? Tell me everything. Signed, H. 
they got 25 words in response. Tell me everything might be a little difficult. As much as you can fit. <laughs> the, um, the wizard sort of looks at it. He goes, Aight. And he puts his he puts his fingers to his noggin. And he scrunches up his face real hard and he goes, Yeah, alright. Cool. That's it. Who's up next? Was it received? Can you tell if a oh, living I mean, person received the message? What, oh, 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 hold on. There's a, there's a little bit of like a, there's, there's like a call, in, like the person's also got to think up the answer, you know? So like most of the time it's not immediate. So they, they got to think about the response. They'll come back. And once it comes back, I'll let message came back. <gasps> <laughs> um, Hayden might just start crying and try to hide it. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's fine. What's, what's the message? <laughs> Rumi, safe for now. Glad to hear you're safe, too. Come quick. Three not safe, much to discuss. So, take of that what you will. Well, it's not much, but it's something. Whose message is next? Uh, excuse me, uh, sir, I just need a, I have a need of privacy for a hot second. Oh, okay. Uh, and I go to the others What's and that? say... Oh, no, not with you. Oh, okay, cool. I thought we were sharing it. I mean, I thought we were sharing I mean, we a moment, have, but y- yeah, we could do that later if you sense. want. Yeah, you go talk to your friends. Yeah. We can just step <laughs> okay, away yeah. from the counter. Yeah, yeah. we can yeah. go. I mean, Hayden and I can. Uh, I got messages to draft. Oh no! Uh, what names do you want me to ask about for if anyone is looking for you? Salome Jameson. Okay. I mean, if anyone's asking around about remnants of the Pipers. I'd love to know that. And okay. I mean, if they know who Courtois is or any information about Courtois, I'd love to hear that. Would your would your friend know anything about Courtois? Uh, I mean, it's possible. Uh, you know, this is this is kind of who I got jobs from. Okay. I got one for you. Shoot, miss. And I hand him a note that I've written on and it just says I'm so sorry for everything. Trying to find you still in Blackthorn Hollow. Are you safe? I love you always. And I hand it to him and say, You think you could get this to Lila Briar? I think she's somewhere in Blackthorn Hollow. You're sending it to Lila. Yeah, I am. He says, Okay, uh, Lila Briar. He scrunches up his face, puts his hand to his, or his fingers to his noggin. And then he goes, all right, sent. Uh, so uh, we'll wait to hear back on that one, too. Um, it's, it's, it takes people a minute to, you know, come up with their answers to 25 words. Sure. Or less, you yeah. know, who knows. Okay. So there might be a minute. Uh, and, well, all, all that to say also, if the person doesn't get back to me in the amount of time that you're willing to wait, uh, you can check back with the with the service. I'm going to, like... I'll ha- I'll write down the messages, and when you come back in, I got a great mind for faces. I'll just hand you what they sent back. Okay, so you just thank you. you stop in whenever you want. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh. All right. East Reed, my guy. You got something for me? Uh. Yeah. But uh, what's the weirdest thing? And you know, you got it. You got it. everyone's telling you their their shit. What's the weirdest thing that someone's ever like? <laughs> said to you you know listen like we're just telling you things we're trying to like say to people listen it is 
highly illegal for me to say anything about that type of shit. But well, I mean, it doesn't have to be specific, but just like there are, there oh are, my God. there are laws against this type of thing. But since you're from East Three, oh yeah, let me know. <laughs> give me the, give me the good stuff. Yeah, I had a medical call. Oh, they called in a medical because a guy shoved a a potion in the wrong direction. I'll say that much. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, buddy. I, I, I and, yeah, I get it. And, yeah. Hey, and let me say, not the direction you're thinking of. Was it recently? <laughs> Depends on which time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's all I'm gonna say. Now, hold on. Give me give me a message. Uh, yeah. So I got mine. Need to call in favor. Hear anything related to myself, Solomon Jameson, the Pipers, bounties on us. Info on Courtois. So I'm going to send this to an old buddy of mine. Uh, his name is Cordron Lightfeather. Uh, you know, we used to work together with the Hazek back in the day. You, you ain't got to go into details. You just, like, just the just the name. and well, the- Okay, I appreciate the... the- <laughs> Listen, you don't need to implicate yourself. Wow, this postal service is discreet. <laughs> Yo, did you hear about... How long you been out here? Me? Oh, man, I, uh, like, I've been here for a while. Like, I, I moved out here, like... I don't know, seven years ago. It's been pretty great so oh, far. Okay. I, a lot of people talk, but uh, Maverick Lamarch is a pretty good guy. So, like, he, he he keeps the town in line. So, hold on. Let me send this real quick. Yeah. All right. Sent. Who? Maverick what? Ma- who, who is? Maverick Lamarch? Yeah. Ah, shit. You, Who's that? You're coming to Twin River. You don't know who Maverick Lamarch is. I mean, he, he runs the fucking place. So, are we talking, like... Like a mayor, or are we talking like a negative mayor? Uh, <laughs> you know the classic okay. anti-mayor. There's a yeah, I guess the anti-mayor. Yeah. We're gonna go well, with. I'll anti- say that there's the mayor, and then there's the mayor, and he's the mayor. You know what I'm saying? Okay. He's, he, oh yeah. He's the guy that like, uh, uh, like people dance to his tune. You know? Can I do? I don't know any kind of shady person. Can I do a history check on the name Maverick Lamarch? Yes. Although you've been out of the game for 20 years, so I'll have to give you disadvantage. Okay. Uh, 14. You've, you've kept, like, tiny lines of communication open over the years. Like, you, you, you've been keeping your ear to the ground just to keep your family safe, you know? And mm-hmm. the name Maverick Lamarch has come up once or twice. However, he's, his, Threed's not his game. Okay. He he runs the game in Twin River, and that's so far away that you've never had to worry about it. Hey, you think uh, uh, you hear a lot? Uh, what are you, what are you doing after when you get off? What are you doing after work? Or maybe you know when's your next off? Oh shit! Day? You want to grab a drink? Not in that kind of way. I'm married, buddy. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Well, first off, I did not think you were flirting. <laughs> Second off, oh, okay. Fuck you. Maybe it, I was. I don't know. You don't know my hey, life. Fuck I'm you. Just, I just mentioned. Ah, fuck you too. Love you, guy. Is this how they make friends, Hayden? <laughs> this explains so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fuck it. I, I get off at like, uh, I get off at eight tonight. So um, you swing by there. We'll 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 run down to the wet rat, and we'll grab a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not, Hayden. We'll go somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, y'all can go to the wet rat without us. Great, yeah, so we're going to the... I actually, I'm really into history, so we're going to go to the, you know, the lecture today from oh. Dr. Bancroft. Yeah, But okay. I could definitely uh, meet you. Don't, you know, it's a dad thing. 
Um, Listen, whatever, man. <laughs> you do you, dude. But I think it'd be great if we could, uh, you know, catch up and stuff. Hell yeah. I'll meet you there. Uh, I I don't know how long it's going to go, but I'll definitely meet you at the Wet Rat after uh, after the thing. Hell yeah. Sounds like a flame, my guy. <laughs> See you there. Oh, you got a response. Uh, oh, sick. You, Stump, you got a response. Yes. <laughs> he says, fuck you, man. As part of the message? Yeah, as part of the message. <laughs> okay, great. Salome Jameson, husband murderer? Stump Steenling, halfling now? <laughs> Pipers, who? Courtois, new to me. All right. No longer in threed. Swing by Echo. Ooh. Dickhead. <laughs> one word. Is that one word or two? That's one word. It, it, it's hyphenated. Uh, we got to pay the man. Yeah, I'll, I'll drop 150 gold off of my, off the character sheet. Fantastic. Uh, you didn't get anything back in, in the way of a response from, from me? Not yet, but I mean, you know, messages are weird sometimes sometimes people are sleeping um it, then it shows up in your dreams it's kind of weird like that but um all that to say um if you come back later uh i'll have the messages you just ask the name i give you the letter bada bing bada boom you know what i'm saying okay thank you you got it y'all uh head out the marketplace is uh, there's sort of this large marketplace in the middle of town Y'all head there? Yeah. Oh my, is it time to go shopping? Hayden, you want to go dress shopping with me? Sweetheart, I thought you had. You would never ask. Let's do it. Dress in my pockets. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to the the, the market, but I'm going to go anywhere else. Oh, fine. <laughs> you don't you know want to have pockets? fun. Don't have fun. No, I, I already have pockets. Stupid men with their already existing yeah, already pockets. pockets. That's okay. We'll get you something nice while we're there. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. You head there. As you do, you're all getting your separate things. Stump. You separate from Hayden and Salome for a minute. Uh, roll a perception check. 14. You are moving along when you feel a tug at your waist. Oh, I grabbed that hand. Mm, roll, uh, roll a sleight of hand. 15. Uh, with a 19, you see a scrawny dwarfen kid remove your alchemy jug from its bag and take off. Oh, I'm chasing after this kid. <laughs> okay. You are following. <laughs> you watch this kid jump down a staircase down into the lower levels of Twin River. You are struggling to catch up. Roll a con check. 21. Uh, you are slowly starting to gain on the kid. Finally, you round a corner. You're able to grab the kid by the back of the neck. Hey, kid. I respect the hustle, but just pick a different mark next time. As you say that, your words slur, and you start to feel woozy. And so it ends up coming out more like, hey, kid. The kid drops to his feet. And you feel your eyelids start to close. And you feel sleepy. Do you have anything that resists spells? I 
have as a as a deep gnome, Swerfneblin have resistance on saving throws. This spell does not have a saving throw. And we're not nearby to see this, right? You are not. You're still shopping. It doesn't have a saving throw? Then no. Okay. You drop to your knees and you pass out. Stump. You wake up. You are hanging from your feet in a darkly lit room. Across from you is a small dwarven man. He wears a three-piece suit with his blazer removed. He sports a massive unkempt beard, bright red. He wears tinted red sunglasses, like the round ones, that hide his eyes entirely, and he's shaven completely bald up top. And he's smoking a big cigar, and he takes it out of his mouth, and he says, Howdy, stranger. So how am I? T- am I? I'm hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, you've your arms are like hanging above your head. Are my hands tied? Your hands are tied. Damn. Okay. You don't have any of your possessions on you. Uh, can I just make like a perception check and like spin myself around the room to just see? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm hanging, just like scoot around to kind of just yeah. see what's happening. Uh, roll a perception check. Nope. That's a three. Okay. With a three, you see this man in front of you. Even with a three, you see a table off to the side with stuff on it. You can't tell what it is from here. The room is dark. There's like one light on right now, and it is sort of like a hanging shade. I think you're a little too like, what is going on? Like you're, Mm -hmm. you're too in the middle of it to take in too much, including you don't know. You don't know. If there's anyone else in the room. Okay. Hi. Uh, how are you? Doing better than I deserve on this fine morning. You, on the other hand, are in a little bit more of a tricky pickle. Yeah, it hasn't been great so far, but it, it was looking to get better. I got you know plans later in the day, so I was you know wondering if we could you know move this along so I can get to them. I could always come back if you want. Oh, of course. Uh, I I would not want to put a dent in your schedule. Now, I will say, uh, coming back to Twin River after the things you've pulled here, mighty fine move. Last time you were here, you did steal somewhere in the vicinity of, uh, let's say, 20,000 gold from me. Well, old pal, I, you know, was pretty easy last time, so I needed some more. Mm. Thought I'd come get some. <laughs> That's a choice. <laughs> That's why I like you, stranger. You've never been one to shy away from a fight. And that's why I like you, Maverick. <laughs> Good to know that you remember your old friends. By the way, by the way, the little kid that you were following? That's my nephew. Morty! Get in here! <laughs> <laughs> You see the same dwarven child come in from before, and he says, This is my nephew, Mortimer LaMarche. Morty, say hi. And Morty says, My uncle gonna kill you. (laughs) Uh, Morty, I'm not so sure about that, but uh, I can tell you, pretty good at what you do. I think you got a bright future ahead of you. Not too many people can get that over on me. (laughs) Morty says, Flattery don't get you nowhere. And then, like, leaves. And he says, He's a good kid. He he means well. He's... 
tends oh, to yeah. speak his mind. He seems nice. Now, if you remember a little bit about Twin River, the two rivers that Twin River is stationed on, the Nairn and the Little Knife, and where they combine that confluence. It's been about, you know, 13 years since you've been here, so you might not remember the, the local linguistics, but uh, where the rivers combine to form the Big Knife, that's what we call the marriage here in Twin River. Because like a marriage, it's two entities binding together to one. And later on down the line, it uh, gets a little rocky. See what I mean? You know, I I do. I, I myself am married, and, you know, sometimes uh, you have your difficulties. Uh, I, you know, I get it. Mm. I get it, yeah. I guess my question that I'm asking myself right now and I'm hoping that you might shed a little bit of light on it, is uh, why exactly I shouldn't throw you headfirst into the marriage and let that rockiness down the line turn you into sentient meat? Because I have. You know, I've been away for a long time. So there's stuff I know that, you know, might be able to help you. Mm. How far is your uh, reach nowadays? Outside of Twin River. How far's my reach? <laughs> yeah. Oh, far enough to keep tabs on you. Far enough to know that you've been dabbling a little bit in the Church of the Eternal Flame during your time at Threed. Stump lets his, uh, kind of his strong facade kind of, you know, waver ever so slightly in this moment when he brings up the Church of the Eternal Flame. But goes, I mean, yeah, but they do... They do good work for the community, so <laughs> gotta help them out. <laughs> he just laughs and he says, a religious institution doing work for the good of the people. That'll be the day. No offense. Hey, uh, no, none taken. But look, I mean, as I said before, I got those prior obligations. So, you know. Uh, of course, of course. What can, I, what can I do for you? Of course. While we're here. Of course. But, well, I guess the whole question of throwing you in the marriage. I have people who are very interested in finding your location. In fact, I have them here. In town. And I guess I'm wondering what you have that warrants A, me not turning you over to them, and B, me not killing you. Perhaps you have friends in the area. Can I make an insight sure. check? I don't know, just to try to get some information from this. Yeah. Oh, I get to add a D4 because of my goggles. It's a 22. With the line of questioning, well, you assume that Maverick is not stupid. And with the line of questioning presented, you think he's fishing for something. And you wonder if he knows you're not the stranger. Does your circle spread as far as, like, Fort Falls or Providence? They're a little small for my radar. I have a couple of friends in Threed. Well, I mean, Fort Falls doesn't exist anymore. So I've heard. 
Would you happen to know anything about that? I, from what I heard, and this is taking into account media speculation, a group of terrorists bombed the Ford Falls mine without any sort of manifesto or list of demands. Strange, isn't it? Do you have something that you could add to that? I did hear that, you know, the person responsible might be a friend of ours, uh, Luther Wainwright. Luther Wainwright. I can't say the name rings a bell. Who is Luther Wainwright? It's a wonderful question, but doesn't mean a lot anymore because he's, uh, you know, no longer with us. Sure, but sometimes it helps to keep tabs on who's dead and who's not yet. Uh, he used to work for, uh, he used to work for Jameson, you know. An agent of Jameson. Um, I never specifically, I said he used to work for Jameson. I never specified that's mighty, if he was my, That's actively, a mighty fine line you're tiptoeing on. You're dangling me upside down. I gotta do everything I can, uh, you guy. That's fair. I'm sure the blood's rushing to your head by now. <laughs> I'm rolling everything with disadvantage at this point. <laughs> you know what? I like you. So, this Luther Wainwright destroys Ford Falls and then kicks the bucket himself? Yes, but not before. He used some weird magic to make the entire town go berserk. You... Stump. Roll insight. Yeah, 12. Maverick Lamarch does not change expression, doesn't really react to weird magic. But the vibe of the room chills. And you don't know from whom. Maverick sort of thinks about it and goes, weird magic. What what kind of magic are we talking? Look, magic isn't my specialty. It's just, mm. you know, I've heard that they were there and mm. then, you know, a thing happened and basically the whole town kind of went, started going berserk and attacking everybody. Keeping Keeping your cards close to your chest, I understand. My friend, may I call you friend? Don't call me late for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I could see your regret before you even finished saying the sentence. Uh, That's exactly what a father would say. Uh, LaMarche fully, like, doubles over belly laughing. And is just like, you're a dad. I see that. I told you I was married and understand the rough patches of marriage. (laughs) I knew I liked you. It's good to be back Uh, here. My friend, can we dispense with the facades? I know you're not the stranger. You're a little short to be the stranger. May I ask for your given name? They call me uh, Stump. They call you Stump. It's S-T-U-H-M-P, <laughs> not all based right, off right, of right. a tree stump. All right, just a little bit. <laughs> Late for dinner. A, hey, just a little bit of play amongst friends. Stump, I gotta ask you a real question now. Sure. That hat. Hell of a hat. 
belong to a friend who, as I've said before, owes me a great deal of money. And honestly, I would give anything. Hell, I would break bones to know where that person is right now. It's been a bit, because it's been a conversation. Can I make another perception check? Yeah, you are... You're feeling a little more comfortable. Like, mm-hmm. he he has a lethal vibe, but he also seems to have sort of just a jolly air about him. So mm-hmm. I say that now that you have sort of taken stock of the situation, make another perception check. <laughs> Seven. Yeah. It's got a little better. <laughs> My God. I'm feeling yeah, woozy. I guess, I guess the lethal side of Maverick is still sort of getting to you. Uh, I'll say with the seven, you notice some of the objects on the table. There is the stranger's hat of disguise. There is a pair of brass knuckles. And there are a couple of pairs of pliers. Okay. Um, hmm. You let me down. Talk, you know, person to person. I'll talk to you. You see him hesitate, and there is, like, sort of this weird look on his face for a second. You can keep my stuff over there if you want. Roll a persuasion check with disadvantage, and you'll find out why in a bit. Well, I mean, on top of the fact that you're on the apo- on the barrel end of a, uh interrogation. That's a uh, nat one. Even so, a weird look crosses Lamarche's face. You're not able to see his eyes, but a weird look crosses his face, and you're not able to place what it means right now. And he says, "Uh, no, I, I like you right where you are. So I really, I really wasn't trying to, you know, pull this card because I know, you know, one, one, one criminal to another, I. I understand the game, and I appreciate it. You've done very nice here. Your nephew's, you know, up and coming in 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 the in the biz. But, I would uh, love to see what this card is. Pull it. I have some friends that might not like it if something happened to me. Oh, you've got people missing you back home, or the type of friends that don't knock. Depends on the situation. Sometimes they'll knock. Sometimes they won't. I do love a good threat. Mm, it just warms the blood. And speaking of threats, I'm the good cop. From the corner of the room that you haven't seen yet, a figure shadowed in a black robe steps forward and says, The flame thanks you for your service, Lamarch, but I can take it from here. The person in black approaches you and pulls back her hood. She is white as bone, with hair to match, but eyes as red as blood. She approaches you, Stump, and says, Stump, I do not believe we've had the pleasure of meeting. My name is Grand Inquisitor Lucinde Courtois. And that is where we'll pick up next time. Yeah! Oh, no! <laughs> hey, Stump, how glad are you that you got that hat off of me? Oh. I am... I am... 
Hmm, I am concerned. <laughs> was, was that meant for Hayden? Yes. Oh, oh. no. Thanks so much for listening to episode 9 of Mage Hand High Five. Thank you to Jacob Kirsner for our lovely orchestrations and Shane Smith for our equally lovely logo and cover art. Check out our website at www.magehandhighfive.com and look for us on the various social medias. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're on Facebook, we're on Discord, wherever else we may be, we're going to be there at Mage Hand High Five. Go to your podcatcher of choice and throw a five-star review our way. We're going to start doing a little special thing, starting with this episode, where we're going to shout out some of our reviewers who left us five-star reviews. For example, we've got Lambo Leapin, we've got Rationale 01, we've got Sappho 13, all of whom sent us five-star reviews, and they are wonderful people who we wish to not get murdered at their next gaming session. Tell your friends about us. Tell your foes about us using the hashtag MHH5. And you know what? Tell the carol singers. Tell those lovely carol singers who are coming to your home on every evening looking for wassail and figgy pudding and they just sing incessantly until you let them into your house. Do that using the hashtag MHH5 and hey, how about a high five? <laughs>